Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are in our third episode studying the early church writer Tychonius, and Tychonius was writing around 390, 400, about 40 years before St. Augustine started in on things like the City of God and his other major works. And I've listed just a few of the contributions that Tychonius made to our understanding of biblical prophecy, and I'm gonna highlight maybe five of those major contributions. And the first is he wrote his Book of Rules, which is in print. You can get it on Amazon. And I don't think you necessarily need to run out and get it. I've been commenting on some of those rules. And actually, we're going to do a fourth episode of Tychonius next time, and we'll be talking about his third rule. But the value of that is that before you run off and start plunging into biblical prophecy, learning how to properly use the scriptures and interpret them, because you'll find some of the more wacky um, prophecy experts, so to speak, uh, will not interpret things like the book of Revelation uh, in any way similar to, say, if they were studying the gospel of Matthew or the epistle to the Romans. And so the idea that he has rules that he interprets by, to me, is an extremely wise step. Uh, Secondly, Uh, Tychonius understood the 1,000 years described in Revelation chapter 20 to be the long church age in which we're currently living, and that's called amillennialism. And Tychonius wrote the first full amillennial commentary on the book of Revelation. And again, I told you that... um, St. Augustine had such a big impact on me taking the same position. Uh, St. Augustine also had the massive impact for centuries to come in the Catholic Church and is still reflected in the catechism of the Catholic Church. Well, that started with Tychonius, at least the one that uh, first took that full commentary on the apocalypse, taking this viewpoint. And then number three, which we're going to talk about a little bit more today— he, he describes that there are two parts of the church that existed since the first century, but they are very difficult to distinguish from each other during this long church age. But in the final days before the second coming, the two parts of the church become visible. And we'll be explaining this as we go through today's episode. Number four, and this is a personal realization as someone who's studied biblical prophecy for a good while, there's a much stronger focus on this, what he calls, left side of the church in biblical prophecy than and I really realized. A number of passages I thought were talking about the unredeemed, anti-Christian world, so to speak. Uh, I thought biblical prophecies were talking about that, and according to Tychonius, 
at least a significant portion of that is talking about what's going on in the church. And he calls there's a left side and a right side or a duplex kind of uh, view of the church. And then uh, there's a fifth major uh, contribution, and I'll say that for next week because it's something that I've never encountered before. And um, and and I don't like things that are novel, but uh, I think this influence, according to uh, other uh, writers, this influence also influenced St. Augustine in areas we may not fully appreciate. So, important man. Now, here's what I'd like to just concentrate on because one of the things that Tychonius says, okay, there's two parts of the church, the true and the phony, the left and the right, whatever. But to me, it was somewhat of a novel approach to say that they're going to be indistinguishable from each other until the final days before the second coming of Christ. And whenever I come up with something that's a little different from the approach that others might take, I'm a little hesitant to go for it unless I see that, ah, this really fits with something else that I know to be true. And something I know to be true is the teaching of Jesus in Matthew 13, the kingdom parables. And the kingdom in this age is the realm of the church. This is, this is the life of the church. And there's a parable in Matthew 13 uh, called the parable of the wheat and the tares or the parable of the wheat and the weeds. And it goes like this. These are just some verses from that parable. The servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then has it weeds? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? He said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. The idea being these weeds, a plant, something like uh, a plant called darnel that looks a lot like wheat in, in the early and mid stages of growth, and it's not until it's almost mature that you can distinguish the two. So Jesus goes on and says, let both grow together until the harvest. So there's something in the church that Satan has planted that's hard to distinguish, and they're going to grow together until the harvest. And then he says, at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first, bind them in the bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. And then a little later in Matthew 13, Jesus gives a further interpretation of this parable where he says, this is where the Son of Man, Jesus, will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and evildoers. Okay, this is a parable of the wheat and particularly the tares that have to be taken out of the church. And he goes and throw them into the furnace of fire, and there men will weep and gnash their teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has an ear, let him hear. Now, Matthew 13 was referenced by Tychonius when he was discussing the churches 
in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, the letters to the seven churches. And in most of those churches, there was things that Jesus praised the church and others where he severely criticized. And Tychonia says these two represent the two sides of the church. And Matthew 13 was one of the scriptures he used to support that. And when you get to the end of the book of Revelation, I've told you probably several times that Revelation 20 is a very key passage because by Revelation 20, we kind of um, determine our whole outlook on biblical prophecy. How you go with Revelation 20 will determine a lot of other things. And so you actually, thank you, Tychonius, you can link, and this is what he does, he links the parable of the wheat and weeds with Revelation 2 and 3, the left and right side of the church, with the releasing of evil right before the second coming. And a lot of, I I would view Revelation 20, the little season where evil is unleashed. I'm thinking, you know, the atheistic philosophers, the wicked rulers and all that. But he would also include and perhaps put a major focus on the wicked within the church will be revealed at that time. They're hidden and indistinguishable until that time. And then he repeats many, many, many times a passage from, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting with verse 3 and following, tells about a great prophetic falling away in the church. And I have a certain concern that in our day, this passage, which Tychonius applied in understanding the book of Revelation, and an emphasis on what goes on as far as an apostasy within the church, this reading is not found in the United States Catholic lectionary. It's been zipped. But in any case, since it's zipped, it's not probably a bad idea to read a little bit of it. St. Paul says, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come, the second coming of Christ, unless the rebellion, that's the falling away, the apostasy, comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of perdition. Don't you remember this when I told you when I was with you, for what is now restraining him will do so until he may be revealed in his time. So in other words, at the last time, this whole apostasy will become revealed in the church. There will be an open separation, and the mystery of iniquity that's been restrained and hidden, everybody looks alike, so to speak, within the church, just like the, like the tares and the wheat looks alike, early growth, mid-level growth until the very end, but then there's a separation, and he even indicates, as far as I can tell, that this falling away in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is the falling away of the left portion of the church. It's not talking about the bad guys out there, and he does describe that in the book of Revelation. You have the three parts of humanity, just the people who are totally detached from the church, and then within the church, the two parts. And he says 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is primarily talking about this, and then comes to the conclusion that the man of sin 
would be arising within the church. And then in Revelation chapter 9, which you've heard me talk about if you're with us when we went through Revelation, where the smoke rises out of the pit, I said this is a very significant event. And then there's that darkness that seems to cover the world. Well, (laughs) it does cover the world, don't get me wrong, but he says it covers and darkens the church, the church. And the sun and air were darkened by the smoke of the pit, and that the sins committed all through the world, darkness, and caused blindness. But it says the smoke from the pit also rose from evil people in that it covers and darkens the church. Do you get this? And I, I, um, I just didn't see an emphasis. I would take a passage like Revelation 9 and basically, in my mind's conception, apply it to people outside the church. But Tychonius would say, no, it does apply to those outside, but also in a very significant way, perhaps even in a primary way, for those inside the church that have been right there since the beginning that Jesus warned, you're not going to be able to distinguish the two until the end, until just before the end, the period before the end, that little period in the book of Revelation called the little season, and then they're revealed. And in Revelation 9, that smoke comes up from the pit. It came to mind in 1972, that alarming statement by Pope Paul VI, Satan's smoke has made its way into the temple of God through some crack. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.